We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. So, I was, it's funny because, you know, usually if I come to uh, speak somewhere, I try to think of a joke to break the ice or, you know, something weird. I don't even know, like, there's no ice to be broken. We're, we're already here, we're exposed, we're just ready to go. So if you guys are cool with it, I'm just gonna hop right into it. I know that you guys have been going through a series called Under New Management. And I know Pastor Mutah has been preaching, I mean, if, if it was anything like what he just did just now, I'm not, even, I'm not even sure, but Under New Management is a series that you guys are going to. And I wanna talk to you guys today about running the race and what it looks like to run your race. We're gonna be going, we're gonna actually stick in, uh, inside of Hebrews. So if you guys wanna turn to Hebrews 12 with me and what it looks like to run your race. Hebrews 12, one, we're gonna start there. Let me know when you guys get there. You know what's funny is back in the day when I was in church, the pastors would say, say amen when you get to Hebrews one. I don't even know if I have to say that because everybody's on their smartphone. So you could just pull it right up. It's not even a big deal. That's dope. I like it. So Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I love that. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The race. For me, when I think about the race, that R in race is the run. That R in race is the run. We're going to change the way that we run. That's my first point today. Change the way that you run. At the beginning of that verse, it says, therefore. So the first thing is, is as soon as you see therefore, you got to read whatever was behind it. You got to make sure that you look at whatever was behind therefore. And what was behind therefore was Hebrews 11. And everybody talks about Hebrews being the book of faith, but Hebrews 11, the Bible is telling us about Moses and Abraham and Joshua and Jacob and all these great men and women that had faith and their faith carried them to places that they would have never imagined that they could be at. That faith that they had in the world, that, that faith that they had in Jesus Christ. It carried them places where they never thought that they could go, never thought that they could do. Abraham, God gave Abraham a promise. And Abraham's promise came to him in a son, and he had to put his son on an altar to sacrifice him. What kind of faith do you have to have to put your son? Now, I know, where's Denver at? I know Denver has like 47 kids. <laughs> And so I know Denver, I know it wouldn't take much faith for Denver. He's like, you want this one, Lord? You want this one, Lord? <laughs> Which one do you want? Like, I know for Denver, it don't take much. But Abraham, that was his promise, and that was his only one. And he was getting ready to sacrifice him because God said, do it. What type of faith does that take? What type of race is that? Did Abraham have to change the way he ran that race? Absolutely, he had to change the way he run, right? Amen. So anyways, it says, since, since we were surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, since we can look back at the faith that those men and women had, since we can see 
The stories in the Bible, we can read that. We can look back at that, change the way and change the way that we run our own race. We could look back at that faith and be inspired by what Abraham did, by what Joshua did, by what these guys, what Moses did. He stood on the shore of an ocean with a stick. People are like, he had a staff. No, it was a desert. He had a stick. And he put that stick into the ground and parted the Red Sea. Now, obviously, it was the power of God that did that. But what kind of faith did it take for that to happen? And that's what we can look back to. We can look back to that faith and change the way that we run. I want to tell you guys a story real quick. So I was, uh, I, you know, I like to say baby Christian, but I wasn't a baby. I was just, I was early in my faith. Let's just say that. And uh, my, uh, I had a good friend of mine and we were over his house and we were, you know, just hanging out playing video games. I don't know. I'm not a video game player, but we were playing video games. And as we were over his house, his daughter was like 12 years old, maybe at the time is inside of her room and she starts just crying hysterically. And we can't figure out what's wrong with her. Now she's like on the cusp of being a teenager. So I'm thinking in my head, I mean, that's normal, right? Like she's, but whatever. But no, she was really having a hard time. So they go in there and check on her and they're like, hey, they come out and get me, Michael, we gotta pray. Because she, she's not feeling okay. She feels like there's something spiritual. And I'm like, yo, I'm down. Cause I'm always ready to fight. I'm like, let's go pray. I'm ready. So we get up, we go over there, and they, we surround her, and she's standing in the middle of us, and we just start praying, laying hands on her. Now, granted, there's one thing that you guys got to know about this story. I am young in my faith, so do not judge me. <laughs> young in my faith, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that first. So we're praying over her. She's standing in the middle. Everybody's praying. My friend's praying, and he's like, we're just going to go in a circle and keep praying until the Holy Spirit tells us to stop. So, again, I am young in my faith. She's standing there, and I lay hands on her, and I think it was like the side of her, or of her head right here, and I'm laying hands on her, and I'm like, in the name of Jesus. And now, I've heard other people pray. I've seen other people pray. And the only scripture I knew in the Bible was Jesus wept. So, as I'm praying over her, I've got my hand on her, and I'm just like, and then the Lord's, and Jesus wept, and I'm pushing her head, and I'm like, yeah, and Jesus wept, boom, Jesus wept, boom, and I'm thinking, this is the right way to pray, because I don't understand, I'm just ready to fight, right, there's no, like, I'm just ready to go, there was no, like, alignment, there was no aim, there was no course of action, I just wanted to go, and I'm praying over her, and I'm going, and I'm going in, and my friend just casually walks up and grabs my arm. And I'm just like, and I look at him and he's like. Now, I appreciate that because we are amongst friends, right? We're, this is a real intimate setting. We're amongst friends. And he still had the wherewithal to not call me out and just do a little cut like this. You know, like I appreciated that. So anyways, his daughter had a couple bruises. That's cool, but you know what? She was healed. Hey, I'm early in my faith. She was healed. Everything was fine. It worked. So please, don't, come on, man. Don't judge me. We just talked about this. Anyway, point number two. What is your aim? What is your aim? Hebrews 2 says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. 
for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Where is your aim? Jesus knew exactly what he came on the earth to do. He didn't have to waver. He didn't have to fluctuate. There was no bend or break. There was, he knew exactly where he was going, what he was supposed to do. When Jesus was a kid, he got lost. His parents lost him. Now that's, so <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me right now. But I'm telling you, that's the reason why I know that Jesus was ethnic. Because <laughs> his parents left him. They got up and they were like, we got to get home. We're taking off. Now, how many of you guys do this, right? If your kids are not hurrying up when it's time to go, you're just like, I'm going to the car. You better hurry up. I'm leaving you. Well, they actually left him. <laughs> and when they came back to get him, that's how I know that he's not ethnic because they came back to get him. I was just <laughs> when they came back to get him, he was in the synagogue teaching. And they pulled him out of there, and they're like, what were you doing? Jesus, come on. Now, you got to understand a mother in that point in time, she's not going to be cool. She's probably hysterical. She's probably like, what are you doing? I can't believe you would do this. I'm afraid. I'm scared. And Jesus was like, woman, do you know I'm about my father's business? What kind of, what kind of focus at 12 you got to have? To just be like, this is where I'm going, and that's it. There's no waiver. There's no nothing else. Straight ahead. That's it. What is your aim? If you are running your race right now, what is your aim? What are you looking towards? What are you looking to? What's the course of action? Where is God taking you? It says to look to Jesus, who is the perfecter of our faith. The perfecter of our faith. If you are looking to Jesus, who's the perfecter of our faith, what does that road look like for you? Like Pastor Mutah just said, that road looked like for me quitting a 22-year career where I made some good money, and now I don't. <laughs> but it's not even about all that. What it's about is taking up the thing that God told me to do, setting my aim over here and my focus, understanding that my path is straight ahead and taking that. And walking that path. That's what that looks like. Number three. Show up for class. Show up for class. Hold on a second. I got to get some more water. I'm preaching. Show up for class. Hebrews 12.4 says... In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Now, I'm not sure if you guys know, but that's absolutely a reference to Jesus. You have not yet resisted to the point where you have shed your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? Son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord nor be wary when reproved by him. Do not disregard the discipline of the Lord. Now, I got to be honest with you. When I first read that, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm 38. There's, there's no discipline 
that comes this way anymore. I'm, I'm already an adult. I'm not even, right? Like, that's not my life. I'm just like, come on. If you, I, like I told you earlier, I'm always ready to fight. So if somebody's trying to discipline me, it's a, right? <laughs> Nobody feels me on that? All right, cool. That's, all right. But yeah, so when I read that word discipline, that's a little rough for me to take in. It's like discipline. What do you mean discipline? Like you're supposed to be an all-knowing, all-loving discipline? That, that was hard, right? But when I looked up the Greek meaning for the word discipline, and forgive me guys who are Greek out there, the Greek word is padu, and the Greek word padu means to educate. So that word literally, discipline, means to educate. So if we continue reading this verse, and instead of discipline, we just insert teaching. We insert teaching. And it says, my son, do not regard lightly the teaching of the Lord, nor be wary when reproved by him, for the Lord teaches the ones he loves. The Lord teaches the ones he loves. Show up for class. God is teaching you right now. As you wake up every day, every step that you take, God is teaching you. What is he teaching you? Every step you take, God is teaching you. What does that look like? Take stock of your life. What are you doing? Why are we doing it? How are we doing it? If we continue reading, it is for teaching that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not teach? And if you are left without teaching in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and sons. God is literally telling you, if you are left without me teaching you anything, you are illegitimate. Do not take lightly the teaching of God. Because if you didn't have it, guess what? You are illegitimate. You are not a part of the family. You are not God's son. You are illegitimate if you don't have it. Receive it. Take it. We continue reading. It says, besides this, We have had earthly fathers who taught us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they taught us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he teaches us for our good that we may share in his holiness. Hold up. He teaches us for our good that we may share in his holiness. He teaches you, specifically you, for your good so you can share in his holiness. Specifically, you for your good so you can share in the holiness of God. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe. He is teaching you so you can share in that with him. Come on, man. That is... And as we keep reading, it says, for the moment, all teaching seems painful rather than pleasant. But later it yields peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight your path for your feet so that 
What is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. What is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. What is it that God is teaching you today? What is it that, that, that God is showing you? How are you, how is it that, where is the, the spot in your life that God is showing up for you that he is teaching out of? All of us have it, right? All of us walked in through those doors or that door with something. All of us did. We all showed up with something here today. None of us in here sitting here are perfect. I know it seems, hey, we're Christians. We got it all together. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. So what is God teaching you? What is he doing today? What is it in your heart and in your spirit that you're learning from God today? You know what he's teaching us? This is what I feel like God is teaching us. God is teaching us that it's time to put your fight under new management. It is time to put your fight under new management. I told you guys earlier that I'm always ready. We played basketball yesterday, it was evident. I'm always ready. There's not a time where I'm not, hey, I'm showing up. I'm one of those types of friends that if you don't like somebody, and you're my friend, I don't like him either. <laughs> we ain't even gotta talk about it. I'm just like, nope, <laughs> what? That's it, we ain't even gotta talk about it, I'm ready. It's time to put your fight under new management. When I was praying for my friend's daughter, and we're jumping around, I'm slapping her up, and I really wasn't slapping her, <laughs> but you know, like, and I'm laying, I'm laying hands on her, you know? I had the right, it was the right fight, yeah. the wrong tools. Yeah. The right fight, yeah. but the wrong tools. Uh-huh. Or how about this? How about this? You're walking around, you're like, Lord, I'm praying for my husband. He need to be 6'2". He need to be fresh, fuego. That means fire for you older. I just learned that. He needs to be this, he gotta have six figures, he gotta have this over here, that over here, or you know what, Lord, my wife need to have that, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever, whatever that looks like, right? You are praying for God to bring your spouse to you, right? Right tool, because you're praying. Wrong fight. Because you should have been praying for God to prepare you for your husband or for your wife, right? Right tool, wrong fight. Yeah, that's good. Or what about, what about this? And this, you know, I'm not going to go on forever about it. But what about this? What about if you are having faith to believe God for something great? What if you are having faith to step out? from a career that you've known for 20 years and step into ministry for the glory of God? What if you show up here today and you're serving and you're serving and you're serving and you're praying for people and you're praying for your pastor? Right fight, right tools. Does that make sense? Right fight, right tools. It is time today to put your fight 
under new management. All of us have a fight. We're all fighting something. We're all doing something. We're all in some way, shape, or form fighting. You woke up this morning fighting. I did, because I haven't gotten much sleep since I got here, and I was fighting to get up this morning. <laughs> but you woke up this morning fighting. You came in here fighting. We gotta put on this service. We're fighting. There's kids, there's youth, there's worship. All the things that you guys do here to put on this service, which is amazing, you gotta fight for that. Yes. You gotta fight for your finances. Anything that you want to do for Christ, you've got to fight for it. That's why God said to pick up your cross and follow me. You know, here's the thing about that. For whatever reason, we glorify the cross like, oh, you know, we got necklaces, we got all this stuff. That's not what God was saying. Pick up your cross and follow me. The cross was a place of death back then. They crucified Jesus on that thing. It was a place of death. That's just like God saying, you know what? Pick up your gas chamber and follow me. Pick up your electric chair and follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that looked like. We, it's a fight, guys. We're here. We're here. It's a fight. Yeah. Faith is a fight. Yeah. To have faith, you got to fight for that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always heard people say that faith is a verb. It's absolutely a verb. It's a fighting verb. Where are you at in your life where your fight needs to be under new management? That's good. So will you play a little something? I appreciate that. Thanks for coming up. Where are you at in your life? Really, let's let the Holy Spirit lead this right now. What, is that, what does the fight look like for you? I can't say it. I can't. I don't know. I don't know a lot of you guys, so I can't say what your fight is. But where are you at? You guys want to bow your heads and close your eyes. What does that fight look like for you in your life today? What are you walking through? What are you believing God for? What are you having faith for? Get a hold of that thing because whatever that thing is that you're believing God for, we are all going to fight it today. If your fight is coming under new management, look to Jesus who is the author and finisher of your faith. Look to Jesus that made that perfect for you. Look to Jesus. That's where your fight has to take place. That's where your aim is going to come from. That's where your race is going to come from. It's going to come through Jesus. Look to Jesus. Wherever you're at in your heart today. And you know what? If you've never even heard the story about Jesus or word about Jesus, whatever that looks like, we are going to pray. That is our fight today. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace. I thank you that every morning that we get up, God, you've given us new mercy. I thank you, God, that you sent Jesus to die on a cross for us that we can stand up now and proclaim our faith, our fight to continue to move forward. I pray for the people that are here today, Lord, whoever's watching online, whoever's seeing this video, Lord, there's somebody out there that needed to hear this. There's somebody out there that needs to hear that their fight is with Jesus Christ, in Christ. In Christ. They can move. In Christ, they can be. In Christ, they can accomplish. In Christ, they are overcomers. 
Give it up today, whatever that is. Whatever you're hanging on to, whatever guilt, shame, whatever condemnation, whatever you brought into this church today, leave it and leave with Jesus. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your love, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.